Welcome to the Weekly Sprawl. You are tuned into episode 40. My name is Cyrus. I have my buddies Casey and Durgan here with me today. We're going to talk AFC North preview. And after that, we're going to discuss who we think might be the best quarterbacks in the league in the next five years. So we have an exciting one today. But uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you all for sticking with us for 40 episodes. That's 40 weeks of uh, podcasts that we've done. That's almost a year. We're coming up on on the year mark here which is really exciting. So we're hoping to continue to do this, and with your support, um, we will enjoy doing so. But first and foremost, how are you, how are you guys doing today? Hot. Yeah, it's a little warm. It's toasty out, but uh, it's good. It feels like summer, you know? You can, you can have a T-shirt on all day. You can have dinner out on the, the porch or the deck or wherever you may be in the backyard and be chilling, get a little suntan going. Yeah, I actually got a sunburn yesterday. I was I wore a tank top for the first time in a little while and stepped outside for 30 minutes and came back in and, and my <laughs> shoulders were completely sunburned. So that was fun. Uh, you know, hey, welcome to my life. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I get sunburned super easily. Bust out that aloe vera though, and everything oh, is yeah. good. My yeah. best friend. There you go. So let's dive in. We talked about the AFC East last week. Um, let's talk about another division in the AFC. Let's talk about the AFC North. We got the Ravens, the Steelers, uh, the Bengals, the Browns. This should be an interesting division. I think there's some potential here for for playoff teams. But what do we see? What do we see happening here? And uh, maybe some record predictions. Durgan, let's start with you. Yeah. So I have the Ravens repeating as AFC North champions. Uh, they have the most talent of anybody in the entire league on their roster. Uh, whether I like Lamar Jackson or not, that's a different story. But obviously, the, the team itself are stacked. I mean, they don't really have a weakness at any level on their defense or on the offense. So I don't see anybody challenging them uh, for this crown. Uh, number two is my Pittsburgh Steelers. I say my Pittsburgh Steelers because last year I was convinced they would be one of the best teams in the league. And for what they had injury-wise, they did pretty well last year. Uh, they finished 8-8 eight and eight with no Big Ben and Rudolph and Duck Hodges at quarterback, who were both terrible. Assuming Big Ben comes back this year and plays even 75% of level he has in the past, this team will be pretty good. I also expect a big year from Juju. Uh, and third, I have the Browns at 7-9. and nine. I, I just said it was going 11-5. I didn't say that. Then Browns, I got going 7-9. and nine. I don't think like they will... I mean, they got better on paper, but I don't believe Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's the guy. I think he's going to hold them back. Uh, they'll be good. They'll be, they'll, they'll be competitive, but it's tough division. Uh, they have a tough schedule overall, and I just don't see Kevin Stefanski being the answer at head coach, even though I do like the team they're building uh, through the draft and free agency this past offseason. And in last place, at 1-15, I have the Cincinnati Bungles. It's nothing Joe Burrow can do. That team just sucks. They are talent-deficient. Uh, I, I think maybe one in fifteen is a little harsh, but I did the predictions and I went through with them. Uh, maybe they go three and thirteen or two and fourteen. One in fifteen—that's historically, no historic levels are terrible. But uh, they—they don't have it. They're three, four years away. One in fifteen is a little aggressive. There, it's, it's, really it is. It's going to be that bad. It, I, I didn't. I didn't worse realize, than this year. I didn't realize how bad the record was until I went through the whole schedule and did it. And I wasn't going to go back and change it because I went you know, back and said, okay, you know, maybe they can pull that game out. Maybe they can win this game. I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't think Zach Taylor is head coaching material. Uh, he was kind of just a lackey of McVay. But it is what it is. I mean, he's still there. And Joe Burrow, I think Joe Burrow's going to have an okay season. Uh, but I, this team sucks. I mean, their offense line is terrible. They're going to have no good play calling. Their defense isn't as bad as I thought it would be, but they don't have you know that one guy who strikes fear and hit the game plan around. They're just kind of well, they're just there. They're just a very average team, and it's a very tough division. I mean, okay, they're not one in fifteen bad though. Like if you look through the depth chart, there is talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It it comes down to I think health, right? Can AJ Green play? Mm-hmm. If he can, he's a legitimate number one option. 
if Joe Mixon does what we think and know Joe Mixon is capable of doing, um, he's a he's a top 15 running back in this league. He's a, he's someone you can rely on on third downs. He can play um, off off tackle. He can he can do outside uh, stuff too. So I mean, I like I like the weapons they have on offense. I think Joe Burrow is actually in a decent spot if they can somehow shore up that offensive line. That'd be ideal, but. Um, they're not as bad as everyone makes them out to be. They had a really bad season last year, but there's potential we see some things happen. I mean, the combination of A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and then if John Ross can stretch the field a little bit, that's not a bad receiving core. They're going to score points. on a lot of, a lot of teams. What? What? They will score points, and Joe uh, Burrow, who I mentioned in this week's upcoming blog, Friday, the Fantasy Rookie Preview, Burrow will score points and have good numbers because they'll be losing so many games and they'll be forced to pass the ball a lot. It's just I you look at their schedule, who are they gonna beat? Like they have a tough schedule, they're in a tough division. I mean, at best I see them going four and twelve. Uh, I mean they they could do that, but they'll they'll have to upset a lot of teams. They have a pretty tough schedule. Sure, but one in fifteen is worse than this last year. And I yes. think they got better. Yes. I mean, what, I think. What, one in fifteen is aggressive. That's very aggressive. It is. It is. But, I mean, you never know. If they're getting down in the dumps. I mean, I think the the thing that might manifest itself is Joe Burrow, even though he's had all these Zoom meetings and has been having these Zoom meetings for months, apparently, before the draft, if he's not on the field and he doesn't get minicamp and that extra work and the preseason may be shortened and all of a sudden he's thrust in week one without having very many reps, mm-hmm. uh, it could take him most of the season to sort of get his feet under him and, and get going. That's a scenario I could see happening, but uh, I have them at four and twelve. Uh, I'll, I'll work backwards up, but I have the same order as Durgan. Uh, Durgan did, so I have the Bengals at four and twelve. Um, they do have some holes for sure, but like Cyrus already said, they have a ton of weapons on offense. They have Joe Mixon, they have Giovanni Bernard, uh, they have T Higgins, they have AJ Green, who should be ready to roll after having a year off. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to write off Zach Taylor yet. He didn't have a great first year, obviously, but like we've said, that that roster is relatively deficient, especially with no quarterback um, and semi-taking uh, by benching Andy Dalton and, and writing with their backup quarterback for most of the year, not having A.J. Green. Jonathan Ross got hurt, and you're stuck with a pretty tough situation. So I think this will be a good year to, to see um, – if they can score points and if they can score points i think he keeps his job if they can't then i think he's probably out and you go get a a guy that can sort of guide joe burrow for the rest of his career ideally in a perfect scenario uh in third place i have the browns but making the playoffs at nine and seven so i got three playoff teams from the afc north um i think stefanski is just going to bring some stability and a competent he's a competent offensive mind uh, Baker's going to look like rookie Baker and they on paper like people were crowning them even in this own podcast last year uh, <laughs> as locks for the division and going to be a, a force in the playoffs I don't know who it was but there was somebody that was very confident in that guilty as charged <laughs> uh, but I think it's just this ship full of pirates that are badass and ready to roll Johnny Depp's on there they got some good pieces, but there's no captain. No one's captaining the ship. So if Stefanski can, can just provide some stability and some consistency, put together competent game plans, I think they're going to do a lot better than uh, people expect. Uh, I think they might end up being the team that they were supposed to be last year. So I think with that stability, they do a little bit better, get to 9-7, and seven, um, and make the playoffs as a wild card. Next, I have the Steelers at 10-6. and six. Uh, Big Ben, that's the big question. Apparently, he only started fully fully throwing uh, like NFL-type routes a couple weeks ago. So it's taken him a long time to recover from that Tommy John's surgery, uh, as it usually does. Um, and it's sometimes a death sentence for pitchers in the MLB. So we'll see how he looks. Um, but even if, like you guys said, if he's 75% Big Ben, that's better than what they were rolling with last year. Do I think they're going to be this Super Bowl contender? No. I love Mick and Fitzpatrick, but I don't really believe in James Conner. Juju's fine. I don't think he's a true number one. 
Um, I like their younger receivers, Deontay Johnson and James Washington, a little bit more than Juju, honestly. They have a little bit Ooh. more speed and pop um, when I was watching them on film, uh, breaking down Juju. Juju's solid, great hands, understands routes, can win a jump ball, but he's not this sort of game-breaker guy that he looked like when Antonio Brown was, was there. Um, so if you're looking for some fantasy steals late in your draft, look for Deontay Johnson or James Washington. Um, they, they looked pretty exciting on film. Uh, so give them a real quarterback, and we'll see what they can do. And then finally, finishing up the, the division, uh, we have the Ravens at 14-2 and two for me. Uh, I think they got better in the draft, which is bad news for everybody else. They got J.K. Dobbins, which I thought was a really good pick add some pop to that backfield uh, out of Ohio State and then they got Patrick Queen which shores up one of their few I won't even call it a, a true weakness at linebacker position but now they got a, a young guy in there that can add some juice run sideline to sideline and be an impactful player there um, so I think they only got better uh, I think they're still going to run the ball down people's throats and uh, <clears throat> Lamar is going to be Lamar maybe even better see how he's he's done over the offseason if he's polished up some of those mechanical issues and he's ready to roll as an even better passer i think the legs are still there yeah i mean i like the point you made about the browns and stefanski and needing that adult in the locker room that's why mm-hmm. i was begging for them to go after ron rivera and mike mccarthy i think those would have been two perfect uh, coaches for that locker room but if stefanski i mean we know like he's he did a good job in minnesota uh, granted, yeah. that was Gary Kubiak's offense he was really running, but he was the one you know, calling the plays, uh, playing the game plans. So if he can go and be mature and be kind of like that calming voice in the locker room, like you said, full of pirates, full of crazy people, then they'll be all right. They'll be good. On talent-wise, they are top five, top six roster in the league. It's mm-hmm. just putting it all together and being a football team rather than individuals. For sure, for sure. And, I mean, Stefanski is a guy that made Case Keenum look good for yeah. an entire season uh, and won a playoff game with him. And Kirk Cousins has put up the stats. You can say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but the Vikings have been competitive with both those quarterbacks in the oh, last, yeah. whatever, four or five years it's been. And Stefanski has been the dude coaching those guys. So if he can bring that to, to Baker Mayfield and help him uh, just steady that ship, yeah. then I think they'll have a lot of success. An underrated part of the Vikings is their run game. I mean, Dalvin Cook had yeah. a great year. Uh, even past years when Dalvin Cook was hurt, they've had Latavius Murray, other guys step in, and they've been a competent running the ball team. And the Browns are going to be the best one-two punch in the league with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, assuming he can stay on the field. So I think they'll be a more run-heavy team this year than people uh, anticipate. Yeah, it's funny. The Browns mirror the Vikings an awful lot, personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, you have David Njoku versus Kyle Rudolph. Njoku is probably the better athlete, but uh, middling production. And then you got two stud receivers with Diggs and Thielen and Jarvis and OBJ. And then you got a really good running back with Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. So, uh, And the Browns got Austin Hooper this year, who's going to be a good yeah. uh, pickup for them. Yeah, for sure. So it, it sh- should, I think, be relatively seamless. I mean, it'll be difficult as a first-year head coach to put in your system when you're not on the field, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. All right. Well, you guys took all the words out of my mouth. I'm <laughs> almost going to say a lot of that verbatim, but I'll, I'll keep the order from top to bottom. I'll go back to what Durgan was doing. Obviously, I think we all have the Ravens in the top spot, right? I, we're all kind of in the same boat on this. They're going to they're gonna run this division, and I think, honestly, they have the potential to, to go 15-1 and one and lose one game this season. They're just that talented. They're that dynamic, and I think uh, the one-two punch of Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins is going to be more deadly than people even anticipate. Um, and then Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, MVP. And I think he's only going to get better from what he did last year in terms of being a thrower, and he's probably one of the best runners in the league, not even just at the quarterback position, just anyone in general with the ball in their hand. So... The Ravens, in my mind, have all the all the ability, and I'm going to put them at 15 and one. Just looking through the schedule, um, the next team. This is where we differ in the rankings, and for a lot of the reasons that you just mentioned, I have the Browns in second in this division, and I think this is the year they 
do what we thought they were were going to do. And I, I, I like Casey's take on Stefanski coming in and making a, a bigger impact than a lot of people might think. People forget, but the Vikings had a lot of offensive success. I mean, Mike Zimmer is a defensive coach. And all that offensive success, who's calling the plays? It's Stefanski. And if he can come in and do that, um, I think that Baker Mayfield has sort of a revival, a renaissance of his career. And we see the second year jump that we were hoping to see last year this year and it, it's totally going to happen I, I i'm i'm very convinced i think baker has all the tools to do it and i think stefanski um is a good offensive mind and kind of just what the browns needed in terms of a head coach so i like that fit i think they have all of the talent on paper if, if they can come together like you guys mentioned i mean kareem hunt um this year as well i think has an impact nick chubb is obviously a phenomenal running back uh, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins is a great number three. Don't rule him out as having a big impact. And Austin Hooper will allow them to run some interesting 12 personnel packages with um, David Njoku and him on the field at the same time. So uh, this is going to be a good team. I think this is going to be a playoff contending team, and I'm convinced that this is the second best team in this division. And if if the Ravens didn't get as much better as they did in the offseason, they filled their linebacker uh, hole. They did a lot of good things in the draft. Um, I think it would be a closer race than it is right now. But the Browns also got better. And don't discount the fact that taking Jedrick Wills at number 10 will help Baker Mayfield tremendously this year. I think um, Jedrick Wills doesn't come in and play, obviously, at like a Hall of Fame level immediately, but he's a huge upgrade over what they had. He's going to slot in right away at left tackle, and he's going to give Baker the time to make his reads, make his throws, and do what we saw him do in his rookie year, but even better and learn from the mistakes that he made last year. So this team, I think, is poised to have a great season. Their defense is solid. Their offense is stacked. Uh, Stefanski has all the tools. I mean, there's there's big expectations, as there was with with uh, last year. But um, I think they live up to them this year. So I have them second, and they're going to go 11-5. and five. And then I have the Steelers at, in third at 9-7. and seven. I debated between 8-8 eight and eight and 9-7. and seven. I think... Um, I think they're a 9-7 and seven team. And the reason I think that is because I don't think Big Ben is Big Ben anymore. And I don't think he will ever be what we are used to seeing. Uh, and to me, 75% of what Big Ben is capable of is a 9-7 and seven team, in my mind. I like the rest of that team. I also really like Mika Fitzpatrick. I think their defense is really good. I think it's one of the most criminally underrated defenses in the league. But the offense isn't inspiring. Casey touched on it a little bit. Juju Smith-Schuster without Antonio Brown does not look like Juju Smith-Schuster in his rookie season. Juju Smith-Schuster looks looked almost pretty bad like production wise I mean when all the attention was on him he really didn't do much James Washington is a stud I think he uh I think he has a big season uh don't really know much about Deontay Johnson but uh the addition of Eric Ebron will help them I think as well in the passing game I just don't know if Big Ben is is the guy anymore I think this team's kind of on the downturn and it's might be time to kind of call it quits with with that era right i mean they already got rid of most of the players that were part of that uh big ben's playoff runs in the past few years and i i just don't see big ben leading this team anywhere special so i have them a nine and seven and then the Bengals. i know i was talking a little highly about them but i looked through the schedule and i got them at three and 13 i think joe burrow is a great going to be a great quarterback i think this team has all the talent but look coming in as a rookie uh quarterback in this league is not an easy thing to do not many rookie quarterbacks come in and immediately have success. And a big part of that is because if you're being drafted to a team high, that team is bad. That's just the way it is. But um, I think the Bengals are better than most teams that would be drafting in the first position. So I think the turnaround is quick in terms of uh, this team becoming good. I just don't think right now they're going to be good right off the bat. And interestingly, though, this division, if you want sort of a polarization of this versus this the AFC North versus the AFC East all the teams in this division have some of the easiest schedules in the league if you look at the, the record based on last year so I mean the Cincinnati Bengals have the 27th easiest schedule uh, or hardest schedule I should say the Browns have the 29th the Steelers have the 31st and the Ravens somehow have the 32nd I don't know how that works um, but I guess it has to do with the division that they're facing this year but in general, uh, all of these teams have relatively easy schedules. So don't be surprised if you see, like, you know, the Browns go on a run and start putting some pressure on the Ravens if everything comes together. Just just say, I'm, I'm kind of doubling down. I'm doubling down on my take from last year. I think the Browns are going to be surprisingly good this year, and I think people will be 
kind of shocked. The same way when Sean McVay came into the Rams and people were were pretty surprised at how successful they were. I think he has that sort of same effect um, in Cleveland. That's my take. I think it's a fair take. I, I think Stefanski loves play action and throwing stuff in rhythm and keeping the play on a timeline, and that's where Baker sort of thrives the most. Uh, running those RPOs where he can make quick decisions, make quick reads, uh, and get the ball out of his hands is when he's his best. It's when he has to get to his third, fourth read, hold the ball, run around kind of deal that he starts to get in trouble. He gets those fumbles, interceptions, all that kind of stuff. So if they can put that system in and he's rolling, I could see them. I don't know that they'll. I don't know. It's tough. I, if if you got the Ravens at fifteen and one, that's hard to catch, man. Yeah, that's hard to catch. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised if throughout the season the you see the Browns go on a little bit of run and put some pressure on the Ravens. Sure. But ultimately, the Ravens win the division. That's there's just a chance. I mean, there's always a chance. But I think the okay. Browns are more talented than you than people might think, just based on last year. Also, sure. side note about the Ravens: not only is their like talent ridiculous, but they don't. They run an offense that nobody else in the league runs. I mean, we see so many mm-hmm. teams they run similar offenses, similar personnel, kind of similar styles. Nobody does what the Ravens do. I mean, you did Bills, did a little bit of read option with Josh Allen, but they're not focused on that. I mean, pretty much our whole offense is a read option, college-based offense, and it works to perfection almost. Greg Roman did a great job with Kaepernick in San Francisco, running a very similar offense now with Lamar Jackson. So that's also kind of why they're so good and so much better than everybody else is talent and also their uniqueness they bring. But... I can't believe you guys are just hitting on my Steelers. My Steelers are going to be <laughs> back this year. They're going to be a run-first, defense-first team. James Conner is in the last year of his contract. I don't know the re-sign him. He's had some fumbling and injury issues this past season. But I think he's really motivated this year to make a lot of money. So they're going to run the ball a lot. Big Ben's not going to be Big Ben throwing the ball 40 times a game, taking deep shots. And I think they're going to look more intermediate routes. Uh, with James Washington and Juju underneath, and Deontay Johnson's one of the fastest receivers in the league, and he'll be kind of guys stretching the field. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's time to move on from Big Ben quite yet. You you got to have someone in the wings to really yes. feel comfortable oh, moving on. Absolutely, yeah. I, I didn't uh, mean like move on immediately. I'm just saying that era, the Big Ben era, is coming. The window close. is closing. The yeah, window is closing, closing, and I think it's closing quicker than people might think. Uh, I mean, listen, Big Ben. How old is Big Ben? He's nearing forty. So he's like thirty-five. I, I think thirty-six. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think this season tells a lot, and I think we see sort of lackluster performance. Is it better than last year? Yes, but is that the lowest bar? I mean, possible maybe bar except like the Jets' performances last year, <laughs> and maybe mm-hmm. the Bengals. Uh, it's the, probably the third lowest bar in the league of quarterback play, so it's not hard for Ben to Big Ben to clear that. But I don't see him coming in and leading this team to the playoffs. Well, I mean, I'll say I think they could have a big swing because the impact a quarterback makes on that team's own defense can be pretty significant. So you think about all the crappy situations that Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were, were putting the Steelers' defense in, and they still performed really, really well and were able to basically win the Steelers multiple games with their own turnovers and stuff. So if you just get a guy that can run the system and not throw a ton of interceptions and put your defense in a bad spot, all of a sudden those one-score games could start going the Steelers' way instead of uh, – the the other team's way so you could see a a flip there a little bit and a swing of you know three or four games that go the Steelers way um and that might be sort of the role that Big Ben is in now I mean we're all jumping to he might look fantastic maybe he got like a full year off he's rehabbing his arm looks great his lower body feels good he might be really good um but he might be more of a game manager kind of dude than the sort of rough and tough gunslinger guy that he he used to be definitely Definitely. I also yeah. thought that the Steelers, call me crazy, should have taken a chance on Jameis Winston as their backup. Because Duck Hodges, Rudolph, they ain't it. Go with a guy who's from talent, you try to coach him up, because you need you need something in the wings, like you said. And they didn't draft anybody. So yeah. I, w- I would take a chance on Jameis Winston, honestly. But obviously, but didn't happen. And they're one injury away from Big Ben to being an average at best team. 
Yeah, that's Maybe. not crazy at all. Any team that needs a backup, if you could take Jameis Winston, you should take Jameis Winston. I mean, he, yeah. he's he threw the most touchdowns in the league. Yes, he also threw the most interceptions, but that's your yeah. backup. Like that's that's sure. a good yeah. backup. It's a good backup. Yeah. Maybe they'll get him next year. He signed a one-year deal, so very true. Ben is done. Sign him as your starter. Very very true. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, let's move on here. We have some some uh, interesting stuff to talk about. Um, particularly referring to Casey's list, which I don't want to spoil yet, but there's some things on there which we have questions about. But So Dak Prescott reportedly turns down a massive deal. What else is surprising? Uh, what else is new here? Uh, that's just been an ongoing saga. Um, that would have made him the highest paid, top paid QB in the league. But he turned it down. I personally don't see Dak Prescott being the most valuable quarterback or even top five in the next five years or so. So let's talk about who we think might be. Durgan, you want to start us off? Who do you think might be yes. your top five QBs five years from now? Well, I want to be a quick point about Dak. I actually applaud him for holding out a little bit because the Cowboys have the option for next year. He's guaranteed making a lot of money next year in franchise tag, which is like 25, 26 million. So, I think it's good to him wait it out. Is he worth it? No. But top five quarterbacks, here we go. In five years, in order, number one, Mahomes. Uh, this is pretty obvious. Uh, the only thing that's going to stop Mahomes from reaching his potential is injury. Uh, he's just, he, he could be the most talented quarterback in NFL history already, which is pretty crazy because he's so young. Uh, number two, I got Deshaun Watson. Uh, Watson isn't, I guess, in the best scenario, being in te- at, uh, with Texans, Bill O'Brien's kind of uh, kind of loose cannon, to be honest. Uh, pretty bad GM, but he's so talented, and everywhere he goes, he wins. He's won at Clemson. He's won so far with Texans. So I have him at number two. Number three, I got Russell Wilson. He's by far the oldest guy on this list. I hope he's thirty-six when the five years from now, I should say. But he's so talented, and we see quarterbacks now are playing longer and longer at a high level. And Wilson's a guy who will age well because he's so accurate and he doesn't have the greatest arm. It's a very good arm, don't get me wrong. But he's going to be able to be accurate until he's 45 years old, it seems like. I can see him being like Tom Brady and playing forever. Number four, my first, I guess, uh, hot take on this list, and that's Trevor Lawrence. He's 20 years old right now. He's not even going to play in the NFL next year. But he's the next Andrew Luck. He's the next can't-miss prospect. I think no matter where he goes, he's going to be good. He's going to be a top quarterback. Uh, I think he has potential to be up to number two at this point, but I'm going to reserve that right to uh, see where he goes exactly. But no matter where he goes, he's going to be a top guy. And five is Cyrus' boy, Carson Wentz. Uh, whenever cool. he plays, <laughs> when, when he plays, when he plays, he's a top you know, five, six quarterback right now. As a matter of staying healthy, that's the biggest concern. I think he can move up this list a lot, too. If he does stay healthy, uh, it seems like now the Eagles actually have some more weapons for him. I have a pretty decent offensive line. So I see him being a long-term answer and not uh, your favorite Jalen Hurts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't even start with that. Um, I like the list. I didn't know we were doing college prospects. So Trevor Lawrence was a surprise to me, but it's an interesting one. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, obviously. Uh it's hard to project a quarterback being top five, but Trevor Lawrence is obviously a generational talent, so we'll see. Um, there's some similarities. We'll, we'll when we get to my list, we'll we'll discuss. Casey, you want to? <laughs> you have any feedback on Durgan, or you want to dive into yours? Uh, I did want to comment on Dak just briefly. Uh, I think he is worth it, and uh, like we touched on it briefly, but like Andrew Luck signed a deal for 25 million a year a few years ago. Right now, if he was still playing on that contract, if he was still in the league, that would be a steal. Aaron Rodgers signed a contract for $35 million. Now we're at $40 million. And they better sign him before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes sign theirs because it's only going to yeah. increase what is the market value for a quarterback. Uh, so I think you got to get ahead of it. you got to sign him now. $40 million might sound like a lot right this second, but in a couple of years it might be seen as a steal if they continue to do well and, and – get back into the playoffs so that's my take on Dak I think he's a pretty solid quarterback and I think they should sign him and everyone's balking at this 40 million and he doesn't want to sign this this huge contract uh 
just take it with a grain of salt because if it's being leaked to the media there's a reason someone wants it leaked so for uh, sure the, the cowboys are trying to put them on blast in the media saying like hey we offered them this big contract they're trying to look like the good guys and make dak the bad guy uh so just uh be aware of that dak's gotta hold out for what's good for dak and i think he's yeah. earned it to this point so and listen i love it man I think, Dak, hold out as long as you can. I hope Patrick Mahomes <laughs> signs. I hope everyone else signs for massive money, and the Cowboys have no choice but to pay you an enormous amount of money. I hope you get paid, because then they can't pay the people to help you out. So that would be ideal. Uh, quick plug, though. If you do want to learn why Casey thinks that Dak's worth it, we have a YouTube video on our YouTube channel. You can search Weekly Spiral Dak Prescott, probably. It will show up. Check that out. Um, you can find it on all, all our other channels as well, but... Uh, yeah, check that out. It's very interesting. There's a written component as well, weeklyspiral.com, and you can learn more about the the mechanics and specifically where Dak Prescott succeeds and maybe what he struggles in now and could improve on, but it's definitely an interesting watch. So, Oh, thanks, bud. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but to comment on Durgan's uh, list, uh, I left Wilson off for some of the reasons Durgan mentioned. I feel like he has to create a lot. That offensive line in Seattle hasn't been good for most of his career, and we've talked about it before. It seems like him and Lockett just, they run around and he throws the ball up and it's a big rainbow and they make a big play. And as he gets older, I think his legs won't be there for forever, obviously. He's been super durable and he's had some ankle issues, but he hasn't missed any games. Um, So as he gets older, I think he's going to have to rely on being more of a pocket passer and can he do that for sure but is he going to be top five kind of guy without using his legs i'm not convinced um but lawrence a little bit of a spicy take wentz also not sold on the the health status but like you said when he's on and he's playing he's he's really good right now uh will he continue to be will the eagles give him some weapons to make him so who knows uh but Onto my list, I have Mahomes at number one. Like you said, transcendent talent. Um, makes some throws that we haven't seen since like prime Aaron Rodgers kind of deal. Uh, so the fact that he's doing it only a couple years in, pretty impressive. Uh, I think he's only going to get better. Um, but the same situation with Dak is: Are they going to pay him so much that they can't support him and have the Tyreek Hills and the Sammy Watkins is around and the Travis Kelseys? Like, is he going to have to carry a team by himself and pull teams to the playoffs? That might be the case, and that might hurt his numbers. He might lose sort of the the pop that he has right now. Number two, I got a surprise for you: Gardner Minshew is Don't. my number two. <laughs> uh, I like the guy; he's got the juice. What? Um, yeah he has pretty solid mechanics he makes things happen he he the easy comparison is brett Favre. it seems like he's a guy that can transform a franchise like if he plays and they give him some weapons and he's the kind of guy that can change the culture he can give a team some juice and can get them going he's a sixth round quarterback sure fine that's that's great he's in the league now now he's got a starting spot they're committed to him they said to all the free agent quarterbacks you, you can come here, but you're not going to start. We're starting Gardner Minshew. So the franchise believes in him. They're at least giving him this year. Uh, he had equitable stats as Kyler Murray, and he played like four less games. And he had less interceptions. So you're talking about a guy who's, who's playing as good as a number one overall pick, uh, as a sixth-round guy that got less reps in training camp, uh, that wasn't expected to start, and all of a sudden he went and balled out. So... Uh, I don't see a, a Kyler Murray on this list from me, any of you guys here, not to give a spoiler alert. You but, won't see a Kyler Murray or a Gardner <laughs> Minshew on any of our lists. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm higher on Minshew than I am on Murray. So that's my dude. I got him at number two. Number three, I got Deshaun Watson. Um, obviously, Bill O'Brien, the GM, not fantastic so far. Uh, coach doing an okay job. Uh Will he stay healthy? Will there be pieces around him? That's the big question. I think he's definitely talented and has the the ability to uh, be a premier talent for for years to come. When his contract is up, does he stay in Houston? Maybe something to chill on a little bit. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else. Maybe he's like, man, Bill O'Brien is whack. I want to go somewhere else. And he'll get big bucks to do it, I'm sure. Number four, I got Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't know if Zach Taylor will be his coach in five years, but I think he'll be big balling, and him and T. Higgins will have a good connection. 
they'll draft a, a couple more pieces on that offensive line, help him out, keep him upright, and he'll be slinging that thing around in the AFC North. Uh, and it'll be, I think, the Bengals and the Ravens in five years duking it out. Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow will be the quarterbacks there. I don't know what happens to Baker Mayfield, but that's the prediction. I'm going spicy with this list. So number five, Extra to round it off, all right, Jared Goff. No. The God. Took him to the Super Bowl. Has super clean mechanics. One of the best mechanical quarterbacks that I've seen from a fundamental standpoint uh, in my film reviews. Uh, when he has a clean pocket, he's maybe the best quarterback in the league. Ranked sixth in PFF uh, when he has a clean pocket, when he doesn't have people at his feet uh, and all that kind of stuff. I think in 2018, he had the number three offensive line rating. Like they were ranked number thir- three. This year, ranked 31. And that's why you saw stuff start to dip. That being said, he's still created. He's still he's good on the move. He can roll out. Um, he has all the arm talent in the world. And he makes pretty good, quick decisions. The problem is when you run play action, your back is to the defense, and by the time he's turning around, he's got someone in his face. So he can look at one thing, and if that's not open, well, you're kind of in trouble. So that can get him in trouble. Uh, Poor poor decision-making because, oh, that's the one thing I got. I'm going to throw it at his feet, or the ball's not where it needs to be, and you can get those batted balls, interceptions, and stuff like that, incompletions. But if you give him some, even an average offensive line, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I know he's popular to poop on, just like Kirk Cousins is. I don't know why that is. Uh, But he he was a big part of that Super Bowl run a couple of years ago, and people are already writing off the the Rams and Jared Goff. So uh, that's my list. And I got some honorary members here. Number six, Jordan Love. Oh, no. There you go. The Homer pick. ahead, my man. And then number seven, Tom Brady is still going to be in the league probably, so he's going to come in at number seven. All right, now I know you're just trolling. (laughs) Now I know you're joking. Uh, My God. Casey, listen. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Well, you're going to be – we're going to play this podcast back in five years. We can. We should archive it away, make a calendar reminder, listen to it in five years. And uh, holy shit, I will be – I will eat my words if – it's gonna go viral. More than two of the people on your list. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> I, confused. So I, I don't mind Burrow and Golf. Like those, those guys have a chance if they get you know things right, offensive line right, and weapons around them right. I will be surprised if Gardner Minshew is starting next year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're gonna be a really bad team. They might be number one overall pick next year, and they'll get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Minshew is a great story. He's cool on social media. I mean, he, he's he's a funny guy. And that breakdown he did was great. I don't see him being better than a top 15, 16 quarterback. I mean, he had a chance to do well, but he has a lot of limitations. And being in Jacksonville just doesn't help in general. Uh, they don't have good offense right now. They don't have good weapons around him. And, he, I mean, he's not going to be top two. There's no way. There's zero percent chance this happens. But well, there's Bur- not there's not zero percent chance. I, I would there's say there's chance. zero. There's a chance. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, point zero one. Listen, I hate to make this comp because it's the obvious one to make. Tom Brady was a six round pick. People were probably saying the exact same thing. There's zero percent chance that he's you know a great quarterback and he's the greatest of all time. Speaking of which, they're going to do a Last Dance documentary about him in 2021, um, confirmed recently. So we yep. had a that was on our last episode. We talked about what we might want to see. That was one of them, um, and it's happening. So that's interesting. We may or may not have had a huge impact in, in that being created. But <laughs> they we'll heard see. us. Yeah, uh, they, heard yeah us. they definitely listen. Um, listen, Minshew is an odd choice at number two. I'm sort of in between you both. I think he's. A, I think he has the talent to be the starter in Jacksonville, but in five years, he's not the second best quarterback in the league. Is he still a consistent starter? Probably. I think he could be. He showed us a lot of things. Um and he showed us he has natural instincts, which you can't necessarily coach, which, I mean, I'm a fan of. I think Minshew's a, a great quarterback. I think he's a fun personality. I think he has the gravitas, if you will, to lead that locker room and, and be the face of that franchise. But you have Mahomes 1, Minshew 2. Like, what? Dude, what are you, what are you smoking? Because I want some. I see it how I see it. My God. I don't know. I, I, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher. The rest I can kind of make a justification for on your list, uh, except for obviously number six and seven, which 
Jordan Love and Tom Brady not uh, one is just a homer pick and the other is a troll pick, but you know it is what it is. Um, I don't know Minshew the, being number two in the league would be shocking. The best part about this list is that you also don't have Lamar Jackson in there. Just saying. Uh, I know I thought no. about it. Well, you're gonna hate my list, Durgan. Uh, <laughs> let's dive into mine. Number one, easy pick. We all got the same one. Patrick Mahomes, he's 24. He's already the best quarterback in the league. Five years from now, he'll be in the prime of his career, without a doubt, barring anything drastic happening or any uh, unfortunate injuries. He will be the best quarterback in the league in five years. Uh, number two, I also have Russell Wilson on my list. I think he is phenomenal, and people have this misconception that he is a running quarterback he's not really a running quarterback he just has amazing pocket presence and he's very mobile he can run if he needs to but it's not his preferred method of moving the ball um, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league if Seattle would just put together like some actual humans that can play offensive line <laughs> that team I don't even it would be scary like how good they'd be but for some reason maybe they've maybe they have some analytics and they're like yeah well russell wilson under pressure is just way better than not under pressure so we're why would do anything on offensive line who knows but if they can do that and keep him upright you know at 36 years old i think he has he totally is capable of being um in the top five number three on my list which i'm surprised i mean i'm not surprised it wasn't on durgan's list because he's a hater but i'm surprised <laughs> it wasn't on casey's list is lamar jackson um he'll be 27 or 28 he'll be 28 and right in the middle of his career he still have his legs he'll still have the juice um by then you would think five years in the nfl he'd he'd be able to develop into an elite passer based on what we've seen so far so i see no reason why lamar jackson wouldn't continue and probably win another mvp in the next five years um number four on my list obviously i'm slightly biased but i do think he deserves this slot if things go right right there's always an if um it's carson wentz if he can stay healthy, and I think the common misconception is that he's injury prone. A lot of the injuries are not the same injury. It's not like he has one nagging knee issue that keeps recurring, right? Uh, he had a concussion. He tore his ACL. He, it's all random things. It's the NFL. Injuries happen. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they happened back to back for three years. So if we can keep him upright, if he can get rid of the ball and learn when to slide, which he's already doing, and uh, you know make the right decisions on that front... Carson Wentz has all the tools to be top five in the next five years for sure. Um, the dude threw 4,000 yards without having a receiver catch over 500 yards. He's He can do it, and he, we've seen glimpses of it. Uh, he had an MVP season before he tore his ACL, and then we went on to win the Super Bowl. But he, he can definitely do it. He can play at a top five level, and I think we see that. And lastly, Deshaun Watson on my list, also uh, relatively young and all the tools all the talent he's a winner he wins everywhere he goes um you know i i see no reason he's not even higher on this list potentially if, if he maybe leaves the texans and goes somewhere where he can have some decent coaching and gming um backing him up so we'll see but i think that's my list i'm surprised no one had lamar jackson <laughs> durgan you want to explain yeah. your take on it well I've been explaining for the past like nine months that I don't like him. That being said, I don't think, I mean, his legs will still be there, but I don't think he becomes the passer that people are anticipating him to be. I don't think he has good mechanics. I think his accuracy is a bit off. And when it comes time to him having to stay in the pocket versus playoff games, bowl games in the past, he has a losing bowl slash playoff record and passes the ball under 50% in those big games. So eventually teams are going to find out how to keep him in the pocket and how to stop him from running. We saw with RG3. We've seen with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, those guys, when they had to become pocket passers, they just weren't good anymore or weren't as good anymore. And I don't see, I mean, yeah, you could, you could turn it around. He could become more proficient accurately. And he can come up to Russell Wilson where he scrambles a lot, but not, let's say, you know, a runner. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'd be surprised, honestly. This is a hot take. If he's starting in five years, you're I think insane. That, I, I, <laughs> you're, I think, you're insane. You're think, insane. I think this, you know, rocket is up right now. His stock is high, and if you have Lamar Jackson stock, you sell that immediately. His regression will begin this year, but since the media, ESPN loves him, they'll continue to hype him up, and then in two years, boom, 
Doc yeah. crashes. He's For done. anyone listening to this, Durgan said his regression will begin every week that we did the podcast during the regular <laughs> season, and it never happened. So hey, I don't um, I don't see that happening. Eventually, you're basically right. games at Louisville, and then his one playoff game. Two. Right? Two. In big games. Two playoff games. One playoff yeah, game played, as a starter. No, he played uh, two years oh. ago against the, the Chargers. Chargers. And he fumbled like five times that game. Okay. Two games. I mean, that's 0 for 2. Yeah, well, Peyton Manning some... started 0 for 2 as well. Well, Peyton like Manning so. also could throw the ball like on a line and had like, the cleanest mechanics of all time. Well, Lamar yeah. Jackson's potentially the best running quarterback of all time. I mean, yeah, you can run the ball, but how long do running quarterbacks last in terms of actually able to run the ball at elite level? I mean, Michael Vick even. I mean, granted, <laughs> he had some other issues why he uh, stopped the elite running quarterback. But eventually, those guys... You, those guys will run out of speed eventually. It takes no, one false. big hit. It takes one big it's hit. Totally one injury. It takes totally I mean, false. It, it, Michael Vick ran faster than anybody on our team when he came back and well, played he, on the Eagles. You can run, you can and faster, not only that, fine. not only that, he did exactly what you said Lamar Jackson won't do. And his passing got better, and his mechanics were better, and he played at the highest level for that one year. He's played as a as a quarterback for one year, and then back sure. to reality. So What's if it? he has another good year, you'll stop this. Narrative? No, he, he'll have one more good season, but I'll show regret. If he's as good, this you year, just said downfall. Sell the stock immediately. You said sell the stock immediately, and now you're keeping. You're holding on to it. No, no, I'm saying here we go. He will have one more good season. He's not going to MVP this year. If he was MVP or is a top three MVP candidate, then I'm wrong. I will admit that. But I think he's going to have another good season, not great, another choke job in the playoffs. And then is this going to go all the way down from there? And he might be bouncing around the league. I mean, I see him beat RG3. One injury and he's done. One injury and he is done. RG3 never <laughs> won mean, MVP. RG3 never played at the level that Lamar Jackson did. So there's no chance of that. It's all, He's already surpassed RG3. He can't be RG3. And RG3 is backing him up right now. Like, yeah, there's just no that's way the irony. That's that irony comp well. happens. That's the irony. Well, they have a very similar offense or similar style, their legs. I don't see Lamar Jackson being a good thrower. I just never see him developing to be an actual pocket passer that you need to be to be a long-term successful starter in the league. What about you? Just said Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks. I mean, he he also passes outside oh, yeah. of the pocket. And you, and you said he's not a runner. He's not a runner. He's a scrambler. But he's not a pocket passer. Break. I think he pass, pass, passes in the pocket a lot more than you think. I'm sure he he does and he can, but he can also do it outside of the pocket. But Russell so you Wilson don't never, need a pocket passer necessarily. Russell Wilson has never been mistaken though, or never had his arm criticized like Lamar Jackson does. Or his accuracy. I mean, I don't know what you need to see from Lamar Jackson. Thirty-six and six, and he, thirty-six touchdowns and six interceptions, one hundred and thirteen quarterback rating. Like, what do you I, need to see to I, be convinced that is he can pass the ball? I need to see him win games with his arm. He like has won games. games with his arms. He's he's but, thrown like five touchdowns multiple yeah. times last season. Because it's off of his run, it's off the RPOs, off of scrambling against his. And Dolphins, why does that why does that matter do that, that it's off of that? Well, I mean, I'd like to see Jimmy G win some games with his arm too, but here well, we yeah, are. But, he's not doing it. But like, I know. I, I'd like Jimmy to see Aaron not... Rodgers win some games with his arm. <laughs> I would too. He has in the past. <laughs> he's he didn't this year. He threw it to the other team a couple times. But I think the injury stuff is. I mean, people get injured in the pocket, too. Aaron Rodgers has missed, like, almost three full seasons because of injuries in the pocket. You know what I mean? So, Delmar seems fine. He he understands that he needs to stay healthy. He gets out of bounds. He, he gets down. And it seems like whenever there's a running quarterback, there's somebody that needs to get solved or something. Like, uh, it's this big thing that, oh, defenses are going to figure them out. But athletes are athletes. And he's going to get what he gets that's part of his game and it feels like people are holding that against him uh for me he's very hard to gauge because he made a ton of growth in one year is he going to do it again uh who knows we we don't know at this point so he he was hard for me to gauge as far as top five in five years because we just don't know if he's going to continue to improve my impression was that he would be uh a guy that would continue to work and grow and he seems humble and hungry and wants to win um, so I think he has all the, all the tools to, to get there. Um, but yeah, and he's in the right situation. You know, they, they cater the offense to his skill set. They don't just try to fit a square peg in a circle hole. So I have, I have no doubts he's top five. I, it's, it's unquestionable in my mind. 
yeah, I, it was slightly questionable for me because I <laughs> left him out. But <laughs> I see uh, that. You know, it's it is what it is, and yeah. uh, I mean, I think you you have just as much chance of getting rolled up on your ankles in a pocket or getting hurt that way than you do, you know, moving around outside the pocket and and making stuff happen. Yeah, you uh, could argue you have more of a chance if you're just a sitting duck in there waiting to get hit. You know, if if you're yeah. out in the open field, you have a, you can go down on your own and and th- or throw the ball away easier. So, yeah. anyways, I think let's let's wrap things up there with our never-ending Lamar Jackson debate on this podcast. We should just be the Lamar Jackson podcast, and every episode can be a debate about why he's good or why he's not. Um, so that is going to do it for episode forty. We greatly appreciate you tuning into what has been a milestone for us doing this podcast. Um, and please, please, please go to our website and check us out, weeklyspiral.com. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, Casey, you want to tell the people about what you have in the pipe? Yeah, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Which Ooh. one's the better quarterback in Philadelphia? Tight end, you mean? The, they're probably yes. both bad quarterbacks. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they, they can run, though. So they can be like Lamar Jackson. Hurts. Yeah, that's my big video is Wildcat with Ertz and Goddard. No, How's okay. it going to work? Jalen Hurts is going to get in there, and it's going to be wild. Oh, uh, my gosh. Go, go see which one is the better tight end right now. We'll work on the quarterback stuff later. Uh, that'll be up on YouTube on Wednesday, the 27th of May. So go check that out. If you're listening to it now, listening to this podcast, it's out. It's on there. Nice. Durgan, what do you got coming up, sir? Yes, the 2017 redraft is already up. Uh, the 2017 draft is shockingly like amazing. Like it'd be one of the best drafts of all time. That's when Mahomes, Wentz, Kittle, McCaffrey, among other studs, uh, were drafted. So I did a redraft of that pretty interesting piece. And then Friday I'm gonna be doing a rookie fantasy piece. And every Friday from here on out, I'll be doing some sort of fantasy piece on the website. Uh we talked and we thought it'd be best if we did more fantasy work since that's a huge part of football and its popularity. So maybe a little less draft coverage in the meantime until things pick up, and you'll see a lot more fantasy stuff. Nice. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. This has been a Weekly Spiral production, bringing you fresh football every week. Thanks again for tuning into Episode 40. We look forward to Episode 41 next week. And until then, we hope you have a great rest of your day, and whatever you get up to, you have an awesome time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>